0: Hello and welcome to Between the Mountains podcast with me, Chris. Today is the first of a sub-series I'm going to start called Home is Where You Park It. And it's going to be where we interview people who have taken campervans and travelled around and lived out of the campervan for a certain amount of time. Today, our first stop, we're going to go to Australia and we're going to talk to my friend Ali who spent 10 months travelling around Australia working on and off to, to with the visa to earn some more money pack but he's going to take us through as best he can ten months of his life in this episode I really really hope you enjoy it if you've got any questions or queries then please do let me know I'm going to leave uh, in the description below I'm going to leave some links to what we talk about and I'm going to list some of the key areas that we go and see we're going to go from Bay of Fires to the, uh, the Great Ocean Road to Etty Bay Alice uh, springs and of course all the normal highlights and except the perth this is all on the east coast of this particular trip but do get in touch btm trap uh, btm travel at gmail.com and btm travel pod on facebook instagram and twitter please do get in touch if you'd like to or if you'd even like to come onto the show this is my call to you if you have ever campervanned and traveled around in it then please do let me know if you'd like to come on the show and we can have a chat about your travels. But with no further ado, let's get straight into it. Here is Ali. So hello, Ali. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for coming on. How are you doing? Hello. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm blimmin' good. Thank you very much. Very excited to do this. So as I've probably mentioned in the intro by now, which I'll do after this, (laughs) weirdly, (laughs) uh, you are my close friend. Um so actually it was, it was i witnessed through pictures and the occasional chat you doing this trip so it's actually it's actually super fascinating for us to do it. i don't actually think we've we've sat down and actually gone through how we're about to do it this trip we just sort of name drop places every now and then
1: yeah i think you're right that's good
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is all oh, that time in melbourne and i'm like shut up <laughs>
1: I'm well <ragging. laughs> i'm, not, I'm not very big on um talking about it too much I kind of just did it and yeah. really enjoyed it and other people asked me about it and that's kind of why I've started to talk about it if no yeah. one asked me I'd quite happily not mentioned it for the rest of my life I think but that's just who I am but the thing is you wrote down what
0: you just said that is that is how people interact you didn't say anything until someone asked you but, yeah, <laughs> but
1: socially that makes complete sense <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good point actually yeah <laughs> I would look like an ass if I just came out and said, you'll never guess where I've been. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if you were gone for a year, I guess people
0: like your parents probably would have guessed.
1: They but... <laughs> <laughs> would have known,
0: yeah. Know. So, yes, yeah, so you travelled around Australia in a camper van. So you are going to be the first episode of what I will call Home Is Where You Park It. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um... I got it from your caption. I don't think you were the first person to say it, but I got it from your caption on that photo I saw when you first went out
1: there. I'm the, I'm the first person, person you know to say it, though. Pardon? I'm the first person you know to say it. Well, there you go. So I got it from you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cite you, Harvard
0: referencing. 25th. <laughs> 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 25... Oh, Six, good luck. 70. I didn't even know when it was. 70.
1: Actually, I put it in front of me. 12th of february 12th of april
0: 2017 though right 2018 christ okay (laughs) i think you went in late late 2017 though didn't you
1: yeah around september
0: perfect so let's get more into you telling rather than me guessing (laughs) guessing (laughs) things you told me (laughs) so australia
1: how was it why did you go the big odds it was amazing and um me and my partner Katie were really into wildlife and nature and since I was a kid Australia has been like that kind of pinnacle of otherworldliness in nature like things that you just don't see anywhere else like some of the most amazing animals on earth, some of the most beautiful landscapes, some of the most interesting landscapes for sure in my opinion uh, and the water is incredible as well like the water life, the species in the water, the, um, the history of the country is quite fascinating even if Dark at times, thanks to Britain. (laughs) (laughs) But um, but yeah, all those those, um, things from when I was a kid, I just remembered it and we were talking about it going somewhere. I've been a big Steve Irwin fan since I was about five, used to watch The Crocodile Hunter, and I wanted to be him. I wanted to go out and catch those crocodiles and just be, just at one with Nate, just see them, you know, as cliche as that sounds. I just wanted to be there and sit with them and just be with them for a bit all these amazing animals and uh yeah that was the main reason for going and also probably the main reason we got a camper van as well because there's lots of people who would do it in hostels yeah. but that wasn't for us great for great for people who do it and i you know I've, I've met a few people along the way who have but so before before we start getting into how it actually was being in
0: a camper van before you went what was it about the camper van sort of lifestyle that that appealed
1: to you it was the the complete freedom, so you weren't restricted to a square mileage, as it were. You know, like you weren't restricted to a, a city or a small town somewhere. You could just get up and go one day if you were like if you're bored of the view, you could just drive ten miles down the road. It's a different view, you know. And I'm sure I've heard that before somewhere, but that's exactly what it was like. <laughs> and um, so yeah, honestly, it was amazing. That's the that's the wow. main reason for getting a camper van, just so you could just go off anywhere and be in the middle of the desert one night and if you need a supply just drive to a town stay there for an hour or so steal some wi-fi and then drive off to another complete wilderness
0: yeah i've, I've, had, I've had a taste of it i've i haven't quite had a camper van that's on the to-do list but i have slept in the back of my car in the lake district and uh, on the cornish coast and it's uh, it's incredible just to wake up and open the boot and there's there's your view Mountains,
1: not... <laughs> Mountains, beautiful oceans, like... Not the next block of many... No, exactly. Not <laughs> some snoring guy next to you from a country you don't even know how to pronounce, you know. Yeah, the, the, the dude who came in late, the guy who's been <laughs> snoring all night, the couple that shagged
0: all night. like <laughs> that's Stereotypical hostel there, but yeah, a camper van's much better.
1: I much prefer the camper van, yeah. It was... So this sort of thing
0: takes a little bit of funding... How long? How long was this idea
1: in the works for? Um, it probably—I don't know—probably for about just over a year that we decided to get serious about it. I was working in London at the time, and I decided I couldn't save money in London. <laughs> it, it is impossible. Whoever's telling you they can do it is lying. So, <laughs> or a banker. <laughs> yeah, all I got a good. But I didn't have a good job, um so I left London, moved back home for a bit, and I started working in Oxford. Good job, good wage uh for about a year. Didn't go out too much. I still went out. People do. I went out so, <laughs> and um, every weekend. No, so <laughs> but I managed to save up a fair bit. Katie was also working in um uh, Thames water so she managed to save up a fair bit as well being your other half cage is my other half yes yeah so I just you know so i will just, I just <laughs> <laughs> but um uh so yeah I think we managed to save up roughly ten thousand maybe no it must be more than ten thousand pounds I can't remember the exact number now but it was, it's was somewhere between 10 and fifteen thousand pounds it was low it was low to mid five figures, basically. Yes, exactly, yeah. Which is Perfect. exactly what you needed for what we did. And it was a work visa you went for? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Because um, it's it's a, it's a westernised country. It's capitalist. There's a lot of things you need to spend money on, you know. As cheap yeah. as out there, it's uh, it's still an expense you need to account for. We're not talking
0: $2 year. excursions, no? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> the excursion we did was... Um, Oh God, what was the cheapest excursion we did? I don't know, actually. Come to think of it. <laughs> well, if,
0: if you remember it while we're talking, then mention it. it. it if it just comes up, I'll read it. Halfway through an anecdote, just go, oh, it <laughs> <laughs> checking out spiders! <laughs> <laughs> um, so I usually wouldn't ask this, but, but perhaps it would be interesting to anyone who listens. Um, this isn't going to be a fascinating story, but I'm interested to learn how you went about transporting your guitar over to Australia, because... Otherwise, people just get on a plane, bring their suitcase or their backpack, right? And that's sorted. But if anyone does want to bring some sort of instrument or a fragile item, it, it, you might you might have some advice on how to go about doing that.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, what I did was we bought the suitcases and the guitar and a hard case to the airport. Hard case is the important thing if you're going to bring an instrument because mm. they are just going to chuck it on the plate. No- <laughs> so you can put fragile all you want. They're going to chuck it on the plane. <laughs> um, yeah hard case i'd recommend number one it's about 140 odd pounds it was at the time this is three years ago mind to do it and many people have said to me why don't you just buy a guitar out there and in hindsight that's a good idea <laughs> 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 uh, my guitar is, is only worth about 100 quid so
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it was a sentimental value and obviously as a fellow musician yourself you know if you want to take your instruments your instrument yeah exactly I want to play so yeah. i don't want to learn a new guitar
0: yeah unless i'm feeling particularly flashy then I, I i'm looking at the bass guitar I, I'd, I'd bring myself so <laughs> yeah um yeah a hard case and about 150 odd quid yeah we had to i had, well when i say we that was purely me i had to budget extra for that yeah well i mean rightfully so i'd say but I'll yeah. for you and your other yeah. half to discuss um, <laughs> so getting into more detail then let, let, let's start talking through the itinerary so you were there for 10 months a little over 10 months yeah perfect so we will try and fit this into an hour <laughs> um, but we'll see where we naturally end up um so let's go in a bit more detail let's get you talking about running through the itinerary and a fantastic place to start off and especially with some good information value is where you flew to first where you started the trip and how you went about getting your camper van.
1: so we started from i've got the ticket somewhere because i knew i'd forget started from heath Row, i believe it's good airport. 10 out of 10 it is a good. It is, it is a good airport. Why is Heathrow such a good airport? There's nothing special about it, but every time I'm there, I'm like, "This is Heathrow," you know. Doesn't Yeah. So what I miss when I, why are you looking for that? What I
0: miss when I go to other countries, and I had this in Helsinki, is when you go to an airport and you're not bombarded with restaurants. Yeah. Because he nice throw you turn up, you can have a great time. Like you generally speaking can't see outside, so it doesn't matter what time of day it is, you can go to the pub if you want to, you can go to the restaurant, <laughs> just have a whale of a time, then get on your flight. Whereas everywhere else. It it's, just seems that uh, like they Yeah.
1: So British to the first thing you do at an airport is just go to the pub. But
0: well, that's, that's the thing.
1: <laughs> why do we do that? We, we lose the cup of tea stereotype and we just go straight
0: it's for a thing, pint. Yeah. Two AM or two PM. It doesn't matter, does it? <laughs>
1: 2 a.m. is okay. We were there at like five, though, so no, it was not a lot. <laughs> I'm still waking up. I don't need a pine. I'm gonna fall asleep. <laughs> so yeah, we left from uh, Heathrow via Abu Dhabi, then Abu Dhabi to Melbourne, and then Melbourne we flew into Sydney. That worked out to be the cheapest way of doing it on the day. Obviously, look for where you want to start, where you want to go. If you're gonna buy a camper van, though, your best bet is to go to the city. And there's only about four, mm, There's maybe two in Queensland that would be good. So Cairns and Brisbane in Queensland would be good for looking for camper vans. If you're in New South Wales, Sydney's your best bet. Melbourne, if you're in Victoria and West Coast, go for Perth. Those would be your best places to start looking for camper vans. So we flew into Sydney, uh, got a nice little hostel for the only time like we stayed in a hostel in Australia. Got a nice yeah. little home for a couple of weeks while we looked. Uh, and we used Gumtree to find your vans. Best place to find vans is Gumtree. It's full of uh ex-backpackers who are looking to just get rid of their camper vans. It's a surprisingly common thing to do in Australia. So many people just get camper vans and if you have um if you get any German guests on who have done it it's very popular in, with Germans. Why? I don't know. But Europeans go out so there's there.
0: There's a lot of Ger- German people in Gumtree and Australia.
1: There, there really is German, Belgium, Dutch. They, they, they were the main ones we met. We met about five people. They were all from one of those three countries. So <laughs> go figure. But this was in Sydney. So maybe it's different in Melbourne or Perth or wherever you are. But most of what we found were European backpackers who got their van for about three months. Um, did the West, did the East Coast driver, and then are looking to sell to get the money to go back home usually. Mm. So, uh, yeah, the first two weeks we were there, we were just looking up on Gumtree camper vans. Met a nice couple called Brett and Lisa who sold us our Econovan for seven and a half thousand Aussie dollars. Nice. How was that? It didn't start, funnily enough. When we first went to see it, it didn't start. <laughs> <laughs> And this was like the third van in, so about three out of about five vans we went to view. Uh, it did not start, and um, we decided to give him another chance, cause there was something about the people, Brett and Lisa, and there was something about them, something about the van, that we were just like, oh, I've got, got a good feeling about this. It had, it gut had a instinct. Pop, gut instinct, it had a pop top, so we were like, that space. Uh, it was quite big, but not massively wide, so it, it was double bed big, double bed wide rather. rather. But um, not so wide that you were worried about reverse parking it. By the end of it, I was flinging it into spaces. Honestly, I love that van. <laughs> um, it's a perfect van sorry. acquired. Van acquired. Where to? First thing we did, we went south a little bit to, let me get the name of it right. It was Wollongong, which had a lovely little, um, lots of free places to park and camp in Australia. There's a great app if you're in that part of the world called Campermate. There's a couple, but Campermate is the best one and I'd highly recommend it. Lovely. And we found a few free sites in that area. One in particular was known for having um, uh, loads of iguanas and monitor lizards sort of hanging around. So we nice. decided to go and see if we'd, we'd spot one. And we were there not two hours before a load of cockatoos were just going absolutely mental at this one bush. Nice. There's got to be a monitor lizard in there. There has to be. Two minutes later, a monitor lizard walked out. It was brilliant. Nice. Yeah. So while <laughs> Steve we... Owen, he's back. <laughs> I was I was in my element already. Had had the van for two hours. But, uh, Yeah. So how long did you stay there for? We were only there for a night, and then we moved on a little bit further down the road to a place called Kangaroo Valley, which was. Um, like I said, we were there for the animals mainly. So on CampMate, app, you get reviews of people telling you what they saw and what was there, what the facilities are like, like the loos and the showers, if it has a loo and a shower. Not all places will have a loo and a shower, so be careful. <laughs> you may be doing as the bears do. <laughs> but uh, So, yeah, this place called Kangaroo Valley had um, – it was known for having loads of kangaroos and wombats. And we'd never seen a wombat in real life. Well, you see them on the telly, and they're in Animal Park and things like that, and Longleat and all those shows. I'd so seen them on the telly, but they, they were a band. <laughs> <laughs> a good band too. Uh. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I, like, all I can see is the wombats now. Every time I say the wombat's I'm just going to see the big hair. The singer talking about yeah. moving to New York <laughs> <laughs> just for a day. <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah. So we, got some we saw loads of wombats, and it was um, it was brilliant. absolutely brilliant. And yeah. it during this whole the first couple of weeks, we had the van. We were sort of organising the space, um, making sure we could fit all our stuff in there, getting rid of stuff we didn't need. My parents told me to bring out um, some suits and some nice shirts and trousers and stuff, so I, in case I had a job interview. Turned out I didn't need that at all when I went for the job interview I was in jeans and a hoodie on a, <laughs> on a chilly Melbourne day I met Christian outside a coffee shop shook his hands and he went you want a job I went yeah and that was it <laughs> 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 so I sent my suits and shirts back home as quickly as I could after that
0: yeah fair play right. so was that was that very early on or was that a jump forward
1: that was quite a jump forward, actually. Yeah, that was okay. Few... Perfect. All right. Okay, I save my questions then. I say, I say. <laughs> <laughs> so after Kangaroo Valley, what do we do? We slowly made our way down the east coast. Really, just sort of taking in sights and sounds and uh, beautiful places. Called like one. One that springs to mind is Nowra, Is the place? Okay. Which is a small little beachy kind of probably remind you a bit of um, somewhere like Mar- like a an old Margate where it was very small and quiet, like way back in Victorian times, if you see the photos of it. Yes. Which, uh, it was just, it was very small, very quiet, beachy town. And uh, in the harbour front, you could see loads of uh, stingrays. And oh, wow. And birds. And it was some of the biggest stingrays I've ever seen. There was seals as well. It was, honestly, it was absolutely beautiful. And, yeah, so that was, yeah, we slowly made our way down the east coast towards Melbourne. Then when we got to Melbourne... We decided. I decided. It was my. It was on my bucket list. I was like, I really want to go to Tasmania because it's supposed to be one of the last kind of wildernesses, slightly mm. untouched, and a little bit kind of. Uh, the mainland Australians call them all two-headed weirdos because they find <laughs> <it bizarre. laughs> untouched country. They're all in all inbred, all that sort of thing. Imagine all, <laughs> that's what that's what they imagine Tasmanians to be like. <laughs> so. So yeah, I decided to go to Tasmania. We got the um, Spirit of Tasmania, which is a massive boat. Put our camper van on it, two of us on it. You can do, there's a couple of things you can do on the Spirit if you plan on doing it. You can either go on the, um, you can either book a room on the boat, or you can book chairs, which is basically just like, it's a lounge in the front of the boat with some nice seats they give you a very thin like mm, blanket i was going to call it a towel because that's pretty much what it was (laughs) cover yourself up in a very small pillow and that's what we did because it was dirt cheap the cabins were ridiculously expensive for one night but the spirit
0: there's a question there how long does it take to get to tasmania
1: on the spirit it took um about 12 hours maybe a little bit longer
0: I was going to say, I'm looking at a map and I've done a ferry from uh, Norway to Denmark and it, and it looks about that increase of distance <laughs> to be 12 hours <laughs> in my very, very mathematical and scientific assess- assessment there. You eyeballed it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I use my Mark 1 eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> that looks about 12 hours, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So twelve hours overnight then, and um, the well, yeah. you can do it during months. the day as
1: well. But yeah, we went overnight. I don't know if it was cheaper. We just thought we liked the idea of waking up in Tasmania as opposed to sort of rocking up in a place we didn't know. But time and, is money like, as well, and and overnight you're probably not going to be doing anything anyway. So. Oh well, exactly. Yeah, we were we were going to be sleeping anyway. Why yeah. not on something that's moving? <laughs> you know, even if it's the most uncomfortable chair I've ever slept on in my life. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so Tasmania, then. No, Tasmania, yes. Tasmania was insane. It was absolutely beautiful. Um, I can't remember all the things we did. It was, it was so much. There's places, a uh, great place to go. One of the first places we started was um, Frasian National Park, which okay. has a place called the Bay of Fires, which essentially is just loads of rocks that look all red and lava burn and stuff, and it absolutely. Bizarre but beautiful looking things. It's incredibly windy, or at least it was in uh, November when we were there. It was absolutely mad windy, but still beautiful. Um, now what else did we do? We went down to towards Hobart, which is stunning. Quite a few places we stopped off along the way. Obviously, I'm not going to remember all of them. This was a while ago now. <laughs>
0: well it was three yeah. years ago and it was 10 months of your life so yeah. <laughs> it's, it's imagine if I went up to you and I was like yeah do you remember the year we met <laughs> could, you, yeah. could you talk me through your month
1: <laughs> whole, yeah can you talk me through that whole year uh, maybe <laughs>
0: yeah obviously this is more eventful and it's, it was it's more, more of, flashlight yeah. memory but it's, um,
1: <clears throat> yeah I'm also consulting a small map next to me trying to remember each and every little bit that we did it's not going well
0: The highlights are fine. Honestly, this is probably a good point to mention. If you've got any questions, then uh, btmtravelpod at gmail.com or you can find the podcast on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at btmtravelpod. So I've kept it all fairly consistent for for situations like these.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Forgetful guests, yes.
0: (laughs) So Tasmanian. then, would you having spoken to you sort of outside of this podcast was Tasmania one of your highlights? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah.
1: If not the highlight. So I... I think the whole thing would have to count as the highlight <laughs> is, uh, I, I genuinely couldn't pick one, you know, it's like choosing your favorite kid. How'd you, you can't, you know, well, you'll enjoy later when I ask <clears> you <throat>
0: question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to cut out 10 minutes of thinking time. <laughs> <laughs> so Tasmania, is there anything else we need to know about Tasmania at all before we move on to the next location?
1: Um, in terms of how to get there, no, that was kind of it. You can fly to Tasmania, which is only about 40 minutes. That's what I did when later on in the time when um, I was uh, out left for work, they flew us mm. out and it was only oh. 40 minutes. So stayed in Hobart at that time as so well. It was absolutely beautiful. I loved Hobart such a nice it's very very chilled and cold <laughs> <laughs> Tasmania is on like the same sort of line that we are in terms yeah. of the globe so latitude yeah, yeah. Latitude, yeah. thank you so well, I it, suppose
0: really when you when you described it as being chilled you could have just stopped stop talking there <laughs> I should have, yeah, in every sense of the word it is chilled <laughs> but but on an audio Spotify and iTunes, they wouldn't have got the eye contact of puns but, uh, <laughs> that we would have made with each other.
1: <laughs> so, um,
0: so after bear Fires then?
1: After bear Fires, we went, we headed down towards Hobart, spent a couple of nights there. There's a beautiful market called the Salamanca market, which happens okay. in the main sort of bit, the main town center. Yeah. Like the high street is what I was looking for, which is absolutely brilliant. Loads of people coming in who, from around the country who have made all sorts of weird and wonderful things. Uh, some people selling, you know the guitar that C60 has, the three string guitar thing? It's made yes. out like a cigar box. Yes. Like, I think it's just one string actually, just so quick, a cigar box and one string. There were some people selling those and I was like, I want that. Katie had to literally drag me away from the store. <laughs> because four, I think it was about two to four hundred dollars or something and we definitely couldn't afford that at the time. Yeah, that is expensive it was expensive yeah so <laughs> they're, they're selling the excitement there aren't they not not the materials oh yeah no it's literally it's just it's the novelty of having it yeah why is why it's 400 quid yeah uh but no, so, so hobart was lovely then we moved up towards there's a national the ho- basically the whole of the west island west part of the island is a national park so it's Literally half the half the places, the national park is insane. So we went up towards that and had a little walk around there and some um, boardwalks. Went to a place called Cradle Mountain, which is absolutely stunning. And I think when we were there, it was one of the last days that Cradle Mountain had snow on it. It usually doesn't; most of the year, it doesn't have snow on it. It's just like one week where it has snow, and we were there when it had snow. It was amazing. Oh wow! Yeah, it was very, very lucky, very fortuitously timed. Um, but Going back to the animal thing, Cradle Mountain is renowned for having wallabies and furry-nosed wombats, which are the cutest of all wombats. If <laughs> anyone's <laughs> the cutest, is the furry-nosed wombat. And uh, like I said, it's all on broadwalks, and you walk around this magnificent, huge place, Cradle Mountain, in the middle of this whole west side of an island national park. And uh, these little guys just sort of crawl out from under the broadwalks, and you sort of sit and stare at them just... In a little wombatty little selves you know <laughs> <laughs> they're just let's do what they do being it's, wombats they have no idea let's people go oh my god and taking photos you know no we saw yeah. some baby ones as well no with them <laughs> the point of just thinking oh god they're back <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> looking around at the bigger ones going who are these guys on? i don't wish work. i do flash photography yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are told not
0: to use flash yeah, of course, but uh, then you still get people... Uh, yeah, so, what's annoying is you get people who forget how to turn it off, or, or so they say, but they carry on photographing anyway. Like, you know, uh, start yeah. casting into your Mark 1 eyeballs <laughs> if you don't know how to turn off your flash. Just just get your phone out or something, aren't they? No mind. Yeah. That's, a, that's a different podcast.
1: <laughs> that, is, that is a technically different podcast, yeah.
0: And I tell you what, there's something different about going on a hike and walking through national parks or or mountains on boardwalks. Mm-hmm. Something I don't know what it is. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just brainstorming it. Maybe it's the part of my brain that like likes to be organized and neat. That <laughs> that you have a set boardwalk, board um, um just so, a you... path through rather than a trail, which is obviously a bit muddy in parts. But I don't mm. know. That's also yeah. a different podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think no. I think you're right. That's uh, it does make it a lot easier, a lot more accessible as well. You know, people were quite a lot of older. Australians were there mm. not so much old people from other parts of the world it was mostly older Australians because <laughs> they're the nearest ones I suppose mm. but, um, yeah no it was absolutely fantastic and from there we went to a place that reminded me called um, the Tarkine uh, Tarkine Forest I think which is just a little bit it's in the similar sort of area but again it's one of those broad walkie ones this in the middle of one of the oldest jungles in the world in Tasmania also what? untouched except for these boardwalks, they managed to <laughs> put through the somehow board. find a way through they must have been naturally occurring yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> i'm surprised they didn't call it boardwalk national park <laughs> <I> mean, <it's>... <laughs> right <laughs> um, but yeah then that, that was actually it was a much more it was a much nicer day when we went to that Tarkine tarkin forest and you do the Tarkine air walk it was cool but i think that you know funny we mentioned the cheapest excursion i think that might have been it because i think it was free so <laughs> the dark iron Airwalk. once you pay your park fee, the Airwalk, if you want to do it it's free because it's about 100 it doesn't count by the way <laughs> no, no, okay fair enough <laughs> but yeah, it's about uh, it's about as tall as the trees i'm not sure how tall the trees are i'm not very good with distances. probably about 50 feet maybe more i'm not sure maybe 100 foot don't know it's high So (laughs) you just, you basically start this sort of slow ascent up to this sort of, up to this treetop walk, and then you just see this amazing old ancient forest. Wow. Bird's birds eye view from the treetops. Absolutely fascinating. Waterfalls everywhere. Crash. Saw some brown snakes. That was cool. I'm a big reptile fan. So seeing brown snakes was like, what? He's a dead. (laughs) (laughs) That was. Uh, when coming out, I was like, "Oh, I'll grab this little nipper." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Your Australian accent is already better than mine. But should <laughs> anyone from Australia be listening to this? Sorry,
1: I, I profusely. Didn't it's, work. When I was out there. It's not going to work here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we imitate the accent from love, not not from. Yes.
1: not out of jest. It's definitely from a place of love. Um, so, what next? <laughs> So after Tarkine Airwalk, the bit I remember is... uh, There's actually quite a lot of... um, On the Camp of Mayalf, you'll see loads of pubs, or hotels, they call them out there. For reasons I can't quite remember. (laughs) (laughs) Legality reasons. (laughs) They want to stay open for longer or something. (laughs) I I really don't. I I think someone told me it was to do with... um, In olden Australia... They were called hotels. They were like the corner hotel or something. So people would stay there. And when they stopped having people stay there, they just kept the hotel name. I don't know how true that is because that sounds a little bit ludicrous to me. But if that is much more feasible than my very bad pun. so (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. But so, yeah, the next bit I remember from that is there are places that will let you, these pubs will let you stay. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, in their back, some of them will even have hookups, electrical hookups, so you can, um, if you've got electricity hookup to your camper van, you can hook up your camper van. Pretty cool. Yeah. We, we use that a lot, because it saves the um, inboard battery. Mm. So, so yeah, the next, we stayed there. There was a um, a quiz night happening that night, which was a lot of fun. Stayed and had a few schooners. It was brilliant. <laughs> Woke up the next morning. I wasn't allowed to drive, for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so we drove up katie drove us up to a place called the nut in stanley but the, the nut. nut the nut is a great name for anything but it happens to be just this sort of perfectly kind of I'm not sure what it's just it sticks out the ground like a trapezoid perfectly flat top it's very weird to see but um it's home to a, a small colony of uh patty melons which are a type of they look like wallabies basically so not fruit no no it's not <laughs> a <fruit. I> car <laughs> home to a colony of fruit have you ever heard that <laughs> uh, try to pick it and they're like no 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 no. <laughs> you lose your hand like wow was... just some mental bloke at the top of a hill running <laughs> running his melons <laughs> patrick's melons yeah patty melons um so yeah we, uh, so we went we drove up there had a look around walked up to the top sunny about sort of An hour 40 minutes quite steep but it's a lot of fun when especially when you're at the top you have amazing views of most of Stanley and the island further along and you can see out into the ocean the the Tams, whatever the bit is between the Bass Strait it's called the bit in between Tasmania and mainland Australia you can see all the way across that it's absolutely stunning and yeah after that we went to the Spirit back to Melbourne and that's I had to get a job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank and that's without buying that, that box of the string.
1: Exactly. Without having to even purchase that. I still needed a job. So it's a good thing I didn't. <laughs> Perfect. So that leads us into a bit of a, a
0: travel traveling <coughs> tip then. So we know how the job interview went down. But yeah. um, how did you
1: go about finding it in the first place? Um same way you would in this country, really, except you add .au at the end of the uh, <laughs> the end of the job site. So indeed.com is just indeed.com.au. Uh, jobs.com, I think, or jobseeks.com or something like that. Jobseekers, I think, it's called. I still get emails from them every so often. But that's <laughs> .au. And um, if you look up things, there's ways you can look up like uh, short-term contracts, backpacking jobs. Even I think is an option on there. And um, and in the okay. descriptions I'll usually say open to backpackers or you need the 417 visa if you want this job. <coughs> Excuse me. Coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, those are, those are the things you need to look out for. But Perfect. It's very easy to get a job. It, even if you can walk into some of the hostels and say I just need a job and they'll put you in the kitchen or put you on the front desk. You know, it's very, very simple. It's sort of the amount of people who must have done it by now, the, li- the way those things run, it's just it's a breeze. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Perfect. Perfect. Fruit picking as well. If you want to do fruit picking, that should be relatively straightforward to get. We never That's did it. Farm work, right? Farm work, yeah. Which farm work is good if you want to extend your visa, because you need to do, I can't, remember, oh, I can't remember exactly how many days you need to do. No, it's gone. can't remember it's exactly. X amount of days. X amount of days you need to work uh, and you can extend your visa by a year. I think it's a month and a half, maybe two months, it's probably more, actually.
0: <laughs> but to but- be fair, should as much as I want this podcast to be enjoyable <clears throat> and informative, if you're going to Australia and you're only using this podcast to plan, then (laughs) sort your life out (laughs) (laughs) this is a great place to find more research points we now have now told you you can extend your visa go find out how
1: (laughs) these things are possible the next bit is up to you (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's It's in your hands yeah there's that there's plenty and plenty of literature on how to get about in australia how to get jobs how to best things to see all that sort of stuff you know (laughs) best way to go about getting a uh, good thing to remember actually is if if you don't have you probably don't need this so much anymore but we didn't have a, um, a styling card or one of those sort of money everywhere cards we didn't bother Monzo card was the one I was thinking we didn't bother getting any of those because it turned out to be just as easy to open up a bank account in Australia ah, okay so we opened up an Australian bank account which I'm still paying ID you do uh, you can you can open it up online so you can open up and start putting money in straight away, but in order to use it, so to get a card, you have to go in with your passport, your ID and your visa. And I think a proof a proof of address as well. And if you are doing things like getting a job, you will, they will obviously send you things like for your superannuation, which is basically your pension. They'll send you all sorts of things about that. You need to have an address. To send it to. So if you've got are a friend, we talking a hostel, or are we talking home? Home yeah. address. You can use a hostel address because they don't care who it is; they just need an address. So, but ch- double check with your hostel if you can. We um, we decided to use. Uh, there's some places, especially around Sydney, that are specially designed to be an address for you while you're traveling. Okay. They'll take all your mail, and you can. You. I think we paid ten dollars for the year, and they took our mail for a year. And perfect it was it was definitely worth it because anything that comes through for you they'll say they'll send you an email saying you got this in the mail you just usually it's just stuff about your superannuation if you have a job and they'll scan it to you if you want to read it simply as that. and when we're talking proof of address is that uk is that to prove you're a,
0: you're a person with a visa or is that are you it's... just going to get sort of a newsletter sent to you at the hostel <laughs> <laughs>
1: they, yeah it has to be an australian address so to prove that you are staying in australia also so would you go so
0: would that be the address you paid for for your mail to go to and then the bank account statement from the bank account you opened up then
1: yes i, I think well uh, with the bank account we we added the address later that was an option so if you can open up physically you have to be there then you can add your address so we did we did that bit later and uh but no, it's relatively simple to do you just okay. dropped a lot of gems of information there <laughs> <laughs> well it's only thank you. useful to you no sorry it's only this is useful to you if you've got friends in australia just use their address you know mm. i do next time i would just say look can i have everything sent to you <laughs> <laughs> i hope that's okay <laughs> perfect so you got a job there's
0: not really much to talk about there other than you earned money um yeah basically. clear once you felt replenished enough where did you go to
1: uh well they the job had me in canberra for about a month about two two just over two months i was working in canberra so which is also a nice place if you want to go we didn't go back because um Two months anywhere is long enough, uh, especially Canberra. It's nice, but it's not great. Spend uh, a week there, maybe. The surrounding areas are nice, so Osco is beautiful, which is a big national park around there. It's not far from Sydney, maybe six hours drive. I say not far. There's something you get used to when you're in Australia. It's not far. It's about six hours. Mm. So, <laughs> actually, as as a perspective thing, I actually I,
0: I feel much better about journeys. Um, so right now I drive half an hour to go to the gym when it's, when it's open. Um, right now at the time of recording, we're in uh, quarantine from, for, uh, coronavirus. But, um, um, but when I start to think, oh, it's half an hour, what the hell? Um, I remind myself, obviously it's a good gym, but I also remind myself of the U S where that's actually normal for them. You know, some people will drive 45 minutes or an hour to go to the gym. And they're like, brilliant. I've got time to go to the time to go to the gym. And yeah. I'm there complaining about half an hour. So, <laughs> So yeah, that you're right. That that is a thing. That is yeah.
1: The perspective does yeah, it does creep up on you. Thirty six a, hours. Yes, you do. You do just become okay with it after a while. Mm. But Australia is so big, you can't not be okay with it, frankly. Um. So yeah, Canberra. After Canberra, after work, we drove down and did the Great Ocean Road, which is all the way from Torquay in Victoria up towards adelaide i can't exact. i can't remember exactly where it ends but it is an absolutely beautiful stretch of road it is a cliche everybody does it out there but it is worth it it is absolutely stunning uh you'll see the 12 apostles which are brilliant they are just big rocks in the ocean but who doesn't love that you know that's <laughs> is that essentially not what all land is <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that was good yeah the uh, Twelve Apostles are brilliant. What else is on the way there? There's loads. There's quite a few things on the way. There's a great um, Great Otway, which is a national, yeah, Great Otway. It's a sort of a national park, and it was the first place we saw koalas, and it's the the main reason we went there and headed that way. There's a bit called the the Lighthouse, which is off the track a little bit, off the Great Ocean Road track a little bit, but uh, it's known for having koalas in the area, so we stopped up just to see if we could see one spent two nights there because there's koalas there. it was amazing they're just climbing up in trees I've got a photo of one on my phone just so it's it's just sat in the tree staring at me like what are you doing but I, <laughs> I was fascinated by this koala yeah. you... <laughs> he's acting a bit like that Steve bloke down there for <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> stingray going apparently not <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so, um, and that goes all the way up towards uh, South Australia, into Adelaide. Adelaide's quite nice. There's, um, we didn't spend a lot of time in South Australia, um, the first time around anyway. Um, we were just basically going through it to get to Port Lincoln, which is where they filmed Jaws, famously. I did not know this until uh, the captain on the boat we were on said, this is famously where they filmed Jaws. So, <laughs> <laughs> factored <laughs> um but yeah when we, were, we went mainly the main reason for us getting to port lincoln was we were going to do uh, shark age diving which was phenomenally cool genuinely probably the coolest thing i've ever done wow
0: yeah, so let's, let's slow it down then so do you remember the company you
1: used yeah uh it was called calypso star charters shark cage diving and i have the uh Obviously, they're not going to see it on your podcast, but just for your benefit, that's what it was. Lovely. That's a shark. <laughs> I'll, I will link it down below in the description. Yeah, I think they're still going. Uh, Captain Dan was the guy we had on the day. I think he's the main skipper anyway. Uh, he was incredibly knowledgeable. Um, but the thing to make sure, especially with anything wildlife related, do your research to see if they um, how they treat the animals, because quite a lot of places will just... Uh, try and bait the sharks slow so just chuck loads of blood in get the shark's attention and then chuck you in the water in a cage obviously <laughs> <laughs> like. going around. <laughs> yeah yeah just yeah, cage optional um, <laughs> but no so um these guys uh, are part of the university of I think it was the University of Adelaide. It was quite specific to South Australia, maybe University of South Australia or something. They were doing uh, research for them on what sharks they were seeing on a daily basis to see what, so they could get like a record of, you know, if there's regular sharks coming back, um, if there's sharks mating, if there's sharks dying, you know, those sorts of things. They're getting weird cuts on them that look a bit like um, propellers. They can report it, all sorts of things. So, yeah, make sure you go with ones that are reputable. And I'd say like that if you're doing any sort of animal excursion, go with ones that are doing it properly. Don't just go with the cheapest one. Because most of us, especially, uh, we did go to Thailand, but um, the elephant stuff they do in Thailand, I would never do it. Just because I know, even if one of them is doing it properly, most of them aren't, and you can't be sure. Yeah, um, a different country out there, isn't it? It's, yeah, different, literally a different world. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, in so many ways, actually. Yeah. Um, what, what was meant to be a nice comment just became <laughs> something very not worth saying, Chris. Oh <laughs> uh,
1: no, so perfect. Do you remember how much it cost as well? I think it was about two hundred dollars per person, and if you didn't see a shark, they gave you a free pass to come back. Oh wow! So it was, it That's was a good, good deal. It was really good, yeah. And Should they did that Northern Lights.
0: Say again, sorry? You don't get that on Northern Lights at all. (laughs) They make you pay per excursion.
1: (laughs) Is it cheaper than $200, though? Uh,
0: Well, I went to Iceland, so only marginally. (laughs) (laughs) It still comes out of the
1: mortgage. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you remortgage your house? I just want to see Northern Lights. (laughs) Didn't see them still. (laughs) Got to
0: do it again next week. So, very worthwhile getting in a cage and swimming near some sharks.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely worthwhile. You uh, you don't have to worry about sort of being too far underwater because they give you weight belts, which will help you sink down to the bottom of the cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't like fish in your face, then don't do it because they are lit. There's fish everywhere. Because like I said, the way they get the sharks is they, these guys do it reputably because they're doing it for research, but they will put stuff in the water to try and get sharks attention. Mm. And obviously putting stuff in the water gets everything's in the water's attention. So mm-hmm. you get, little fish sort of swimming past your face trying to go for the uh, blood and stuff um but you if you see a shark it is probably the most amazing experience you will have
0: which types of shark did you see if you can if there were multiple ones or if you can name them uh, i want was, to say great white but i'm not too knowledgeable and i don't know if i'm, if I'm being silly suggesting that
1: no that, that's 100 what it's for you go and see great white sharks and we did it was absolutely wow. stunning it was apparently it wasn't the biggest shark i have seen, but it was over three meters long. And I was like, that's big enough, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that ticks the box. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fine by me. I've seen one yet. <laughs> I'd love to do it again. Actually. I'd love to see a couple. There's, t- there's periods in the year, like with any animal excursion, there's periods in the year where you're more likely to see them. Mm. Periods where you're less likely to see them. When you're more likely to see them, it'll probably cost you a bit more because the demand was there. So if you want to take the risk like we did we went a time where it's less likely to see them might be a bit cheaper um and we did see one but apparently the day before they didn't see any so we just got very lucky a lot of australia was us getting very lucky with wildlife sincerely <laughs> <laughs> but yeah absolutely beautiful we'll do it again in a heartbeat and
0: a quick question as well just just really from me (laughs) i'm sorry if it's obvious but how clear is the water because obviously you see in documentaries shark cages going in and it's kind of murky maybe you're talking 10 meters visibility or so but this is australia how clear are we talking
1: 10 meters visibility isn't bad visibility um but it is probably about that perfect very clear you can see it you can see it come well if you see it coming you're safe basically. I think that's the way they described it. If you're looking for the shark, you're safe because they're apex predators, so they'll, they'll come from underneath you, so you won't see it coming. It's the plan. It's the shark's plan, anyway. Yeah, approaches yeah. so. <laughs> from the side. It's like, oh, damn it, I've done it again. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, they're, they're clever things, aren't
1: they? They are, yeah. So we saw a great white owl there, and it was absolutely stunning. Beautiful yeah. shark. Couple of marlin sharks as well, but they weren't as impressive. They were like uh, probably about a meter and a half. Is that like the supporting act coming on after the main act? Uh, yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they still try. It's not much, but it's honest work.
1: <laughs> the second the big white came, they were like gone. You couldn't see them for money. They were genuinely disappeared. Jeez. But yeah, the tuna fish were still around, but the other sharks were like, no, not hanging around. I know what this guy is. <laughs> So what's next then? So after that, we made a drive back towards Melbourne because, um, Katie's parents were joining us on this leg. Okay. They were coming out for a few weeks, maybe a month, uh, and joining us up towards all the way up the East coast to, um, so they could see Australia. And it was part of it. We were seeing for the first time as well. Once we got past Sydney, it was all new to us. We tried to take them to places that we liked. We looked at places that we thought they would love and enjoy um didn't make it to all of them but we did make it to a lot of very very cool places and the east coast is it's is definitely worth just getting in a van and driving up it 100 no matter where you start so if you start in cairns and drive all the way down to melbourne there are there are rental rental companies that will let you do that hmm. names do not come to my mind but a quick but, google search will quick, be your friend exactly i think there's there's some like star camper vans and things like that at camera bullet i'm not going to bother trying to guess google it were <laughs> no, quite happy that you start from one place drive all the way down in you know, you'll have to time yourself uh try and make sure you do it all in whatever a month and a half or whatever you've given yourself two months whatever it is whatever worked out cheaper for you but it is on it is 100 work there's a reason people always go and do it and it's because it's amazing you Perfect. see the beaches are beautiful the australians are very very friendly There's a place we didn't manage to go to. Uh, It's just come to my mind. We didn't manage to get there, but we were told about it by Brett and Lisa, who we bought the van off. They bought it up in Queensland originally from a little town that was just outside this place called Ninbin. And Ninbin is famously the uh, Amsterdam of Australia. (laughs) Lovely. (laughs) By Amsterdam of
0: Australia, are we talking about that one particular thing that Amsterdam is famous for?
1: That very particular thing that Amsterdam is famous for, and now seven states in the US are famous for, they are, it is illegally done in this small little town called Nimbin. They even have a festival on the twentieth of uh, April every year, I believe. <laughs> Lovely. So, so yeah, that's
0: really cultural. <laughs> I like that.
1: <laughs> very, very, yeah. So that was the next leg of our uh, journey. We moved over, met. Did the Grand Prix down in Melbourne. That was fun. Wow. That was really a bit cool. A flashy. It was, yeah. Um, I, we only paid for a, the Friday pass, I think, because it's, it's like over $100 a day, you know, I'm, and I'm not that interested in cars going around the track that mm-hmm. I can only pay for 10 seconds, if that. Not so. <laughs> no, $300. So uh, we, only, we only got a day pass. It was quite cool. It was a lot of fun. They've got like tents up and all sorts of, you know, if you, if you ever go to driving things, they, you know what it's like. It's, got it's nice to see, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a little bit over the top, but that's exactly what the sport is. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. And then we went, we actually went to um, a place called Phillip Island, which is in Melbourne. Okay. Not in this, not in the CBD, not in the main part of Melbourne. You have to drive about three hours down but they still call it in Melbourne because that's just very Australian. Perspective is whack. <laughs> Where we went to see, um, it's funny enough, Phillip Island is also known for bike racing. But So from Phillip Island, we went to see um, little penguins, which we also saw in Tasmania, but we really wanted to, I forgot about that one when we were in Tasmania, but he really wanted <laughs> his parents to see them because they were, they're also known as noisy penguins. Okay. They are incredibly loud for some small creature. They're about the size, they're probably about if you stand a ruler thirty are about 30 centimetres off the ground but they make a noise that you can hear for about half a mile, I swear. Like my four year old daughter? Exactly like your four year old daughter. <laughs> if she was there she'd be indistinguishable. <laughs> Daddy! <laughs>
0: All the dads in a half mile region <laughs> looking for their kids. <laughs> uh.
1: you say <laughs> but uh, no, so we yeah we took them to see the little penguin. It was that was a really fun experience. Yeah. It happens at night as well because that's when they come in, and you can you can only just sort of see them. But there's a there's a tour you can do, which is um, VIP package is about maybe twenty dollars per person, or it's like five dollars each if you want to just sort of stand on a big platform and look down on the beach. But the that VIP might
0: that be, be the cheapest excursion
1: oh oh yeah there you go <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think you've accidentally just answered five minutes ago or, or, or whatever I, I cut the beginning of this
1: recording <laughs> <laughs> however long ago it was um so yeah little penguins it's good 100% recommend it they're very noisy we're after that then we started driving up towards sydney along the along the coast beautiful places along the coast can't name them all. But you, the thing the thing is, when you're driving, you can, like I said earlier, the, the freedom of it is you can just stop, you know? Yeah. If, if you like what you're seeing, just get out, you know? Yeah. Obviously, you're not going to think, but, oh, but we've booked a hostel here, and we, you know, yeah. we're going to waste money. Yeah, or you're, on a, or you're on a tour coach, and you're like, oh, that looks really cool. What was that, you know? When suppose you're driving... I you should say that home is where you park it, Ali. I suppose. <laughs> you could... In fact, if you weren't using that for a series title on camper vanny. i'd recommend it for this episode but it is a good title yeah uh so yes we drove all the way up to sydney sydney is a nightmare in a campervan. van okay cbds in general are tough <laughs> and cbd stands for uh central business
0: district okay perfect that's kind was... of roughly what i was other other words i had in my head it's... And is that
1: just because of traffic and getting around and parking pretty much in sydney it's mainly because of traffic melbourne's a little bit easier but some of the roads are not as well paved as you'd like um, in an old camper van second sorry that's a geez
0: cuz it's it, it you yeah. cuz obviously it's it's absolutely not geographically there but they do consider it a part of the western hemisphere don't they uh, new zealand and australia uh, economically anyway and um so, you'd think it'd be paved a bit better. But then again, you probably think the same thing of the UK, and, and we're not good on our roads. So,
1: so All right. so I instantly take it back. Fair play, Australia. <laughs> well done. What <One> <laughs> Take a step back. Forget that. <laughs> but yeah, with, with Sydney, one of the main problems is just the sheer volume of people. Yeah. It's the most populous city. And uh, the massive hills, which in my 28-year-old now year old van was. <laughs> A nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Such co- honestly, my my left leg grew three sizes just through sheer clutch control. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so from Sydney, we went to, all the way up towards uh, through Newcastle, stayed in a little place called turi which um, I don't remember too much about. Fairly non-eventful, I'm going to imagine. Except I've written down there was a hotel with lots of stars. So, again, it was one of those places, those pubs you could park in the back of. We went and had a few drinks. With a hookup. Staring at the stars. We're, I'm not sure this one had a hookup, actually, Funny enough. but um, Perfect. I
0: don't remember. <laughs> Quickly moving on to the next place, then.
1: Moving on. We went on to Brisbane, Australia. Nice. Got to live out my Steve Irwin dream. Yes. Absolutely, insanely brilliant. Went to see The Crocodile Show. That was excellent. 100% worthwhile doing while you're there. It's in a massive sort of um, Romanesque aquarium. Not aquarium. Like Colosseum almost looking thing. Looking down at the central point.
0: Amphitheatre.
1: An amphitheatre is what I was looking for, yeah. Uh, And it was absolutely insane. His kids were there and Terry, his wife, was there. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they do it every day, apparently. Oh, wow. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I was like, oh. Kind of cute. Yeah. (laughs) The Irwings Bindi's grown up. <laughs> <laughs> so, the <laughs> Australia Zoo. Uh, we drove up to a little place called uh, Gimpy, which is my favourite named place in Australia. And that's there's, there's my hometown. <laughs> tough, yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> there's some tough competition with named places in Australia because there's there some some of the names are really literal, like um, really long road. I think is one of the names they have out there. Or very oh, wow. yeah, which is, why would you name anything that? Um, <laughs> so uh, next place of note, there's a great place called Marlborough, which is a very small town in Queensland. We're in Queensland now. Very small town in Queensland that just doesn't really have a lot going for it. But it, every night there is a massive, massive colony of bats that just fly out of this, um, this small little woodland area. And it's honestly, there's hundreds of thousands of them. It's, wow. it's absolutely beautiful. Every night they just flock out and in the mornings you can hear them flocking back in. It's very, very cool. Um, after that, past Townsville, Townsville was a nice place, but we went to Etty Bay. Etty Bay is famous for having cassowary, which are very, very rare, but are absolutely insanely frighteningly beautiful. There's warning signs all over the beach, like if you see one, do not approach it because it will kick you and you will die. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, Etty Bay, very, very cool place. Beautiful place. So after Etty Bay, we went up to Cairns. Cairns is very nice. Not It's not the capital of the state, but it certainly sh- should be. It's absolutely beautiful. And it's from there you can do tours out to the Great Barrier Reef. And we did went out and I went um, scuba diving the Great Barrier Reef. That was absolutely brilliant. Can't remember the name of the company we used. I might have it on a card somewhere. But
0: But as far as inexpensive, is it quite inexpensive? Because it's quite the title where you're scuba diving. It's not just Bloke's (laughs) Bay. It's... uh...
1: (laughs) No, no, this is the Great Barrier Reef, yeah. uh... (laughs) One of the natural wonders of the world, yeah. Exactly, Dying at the moment. But... (laughs) Um... It was. I can't remember. I can't remember exactly how much the tour was, but if you wanted to do the scuba diving, two sessions was seventy dollars. Okay. Which I personally didn't think was that bad. Katie advised against it, but I said no. I'm here. I'm gonna go diving in the Great Barrier Reef. Are you mad? Yeah. So you could uh, for free if, on on this tour. I think it's called Calypso. Actually, come to think of it. Nope, that was the name of the star charter from Shark. Certainly was,
0: but I, I just in case it's the same
1: company, I was gonna. <laughs> it's in two different parts of Australia. They probably don't even know about each other. Um, so, yeah, but for, for just as part of the package, you got fed, and you could go snorkeling in the Great Barrier Reef. And there's turtles, there's uh, reef sharks, parrotfish, beautiful animals. the The reef is insanely, insanely beautiful. Even when it was bleach, you're like, this is. Crazy, you know. It's so. It's not deep either. It's only about I think five meters, which is why they give it to first time, uh, try divers. Um, but yeah, for seventy dollars, I was not turning that down. It was very much worth it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I, yeah. I mean, if you ask anyone not in Australia, I said, if for seventy dollars you can scuba at Great Barrier, do you want to? They they would absolutely say yes
1: so you'd, you'd be stupid to say no when, when you're there already <laughs> yeah. exactly take take the time and do it anything else worth mentioning in, at the great barrier reef while we're there not particularly no it's uh cairns is a nice cairns is a nice enough place but it's quite um it's very uh, island time, I guess would be the way to describe it. Everyone's quite chilled out. No one's really bothered by anything. Even the, um, the ship, was just, everybody on the ship was like, their, their, their idea of a safety check was, you okay with that? <laughs> <laughs> they are quite big on health and safety in Australia, so they do talk to you a lot about it beforehand. But if you're, as long as you say, yeah, got it. They take it as your word that you are okay with it. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> to a degree, that's a preferred culture anyway. It's it uh, yeah, much more too fun. much blame culture, I think, at the moment. But for <laughs> the third time, that is another podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the ideas of the Wazoo for podcast at the moment. <laughs> you and me, we could start fresh.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> How much is a podcast? No one's going to listen to. <laughs> But yeah, no, Cairns is a nice place. Queensland in general is a nice place. It is much more relaxed because it's tropical than say somewhere, even like Sydney. Australians in general are quite relaxed. So it says something about Queenslanders about how <laughs> relaxed they are and how relaxed the area is. Um, but it's a beautiful place. We drove through the um, Daintree after Cairns, which is apparently the oldest rainforest in the world. And it's stunning. Absolutely stunning. And it looks old, you know. And uh, that sounds kind of stupid but you know when you see something you're just like Gee, that must have been there forever you know that's what it's like driving through the danger like, this is this is older than earth surely <laughs> 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 But um yeah beautiful place we wanted to try and see some um tree uh tree wallabies or tree roos they're called okay basically kangaroos that live in the tree but they're elusive as fuck. we couldn't see any it was the only thing, probably the only thing we went looking for that we couldn't find, I think, was the um, those tree roots. But aside from that, Daintree is beautiful. You can go all the way up to the top as well if you want. Uh, top of Cape uh, Cape York, I think it's called, at the very top of um, Queensland, if you've got a 4x4. Another thing as well, if you are going to do certain routes in Australia, will require you to have a 4x4. And so our van was only a two-wheel drive. So we there were some routes we couldn't go on. But a lot of that was... Um, obscure desert roads in the middle of um the northern territory and some places in far west queensland which i wasn't wasn't too bothered about personally but i can see how if you wanted to do it a four by four would be more beneficial
0: well you do get that in a lot of countries though i mean mean, iceland they have all the way down to e roads i think they call them and um and yeah i know through a friend of mine if you're renting a car then some companies will say you're not allowed on e-roads because <laughs> because <laughs> it's just dreadful <laughs>
1: <laughs> you will damage our car yeah basically basically yeah <laughs> they're I not know. too strict about like in australia if you've got a four by four and you want to go for it go for it if you break the car you break the car you know yeah basically yeah, yeah. probably more sensible attitude i think but. Yeah. I can also see the advantage to not wanting to have your rent car broken I get it yes <laughs> yeah a little bit a little bit. so um, driving through Queensland a lot of beautiful places again just uh, places that come to mind is a place called My- Mount Isa which is it just happened to be where we stopped to pick up some food but it was in the middle of like an old mining town and it's very very strange very bizarre but very cool at the same time. It's got like um, the youth culture there's a little bit different, shall we say? Okay. Uh, (laughs) Not really quite sure how best to describe it. It's probably worth visiting to see it, but uh, mining towns in Australia are always interesting places to see. Unique. um, Unique indeed. There's a place called Cooper Pedy in South Australia, which we went to. Jumped the gun a little bit here, but where um, the whole, most of the town is built underground and it's it's bizarre it's, it's famous for being an opal mining town and that's what it started as and then a lot of the places a lot of the people who lived there just started building houses underground there's a museum that's underground uh, some restaurants that are underground it's a very cool little place actually Cooper PD I'd recommend it if you're driving on the Explorers Highway which goes from Darwin all the way down to Adelaide very very cool which uh, we did as well I like the Explorers Highway actually on the route to Uluru um, yeah, I suppose that's near enough. We're heading back towards Melbourne now.
0: Where I think is this? Is this the? Is this the? Where are we as far as the ten months go at this point? So we're heading back down now.
1: We're heading back. Yeah. So this would be around probably month eight or nine.
0: Okay. So yeah, we've done. So we've taken our we've taken our time go to going going through the area which is by design right for you.
1: Of course, yeah, you should take your time. Yeah. <laughs> the whole point of it is to be there to enjoy yourself, you know. Yeah. You can't take a year off more than once, you know. <laughs> mm. Unfortunately. Unless you can work out how to live on and work on the road, which would be brilliant. And I'd love to do that
0: yeah i never know what's what's legitimate and what isn't when you see these people going take my master class course and you can work abroad
1: (laughs) yeah exactly yeah just
0: from your laptop from peru
1: from wherever you are it's like well really what am i doing am i scamming people why am i doing this yeah because it's like i I get that you're doing it but (laughs) yeah why (laughs) is this how you're making money by getting me to give you money because yeah that's quite a commitment isn't it that's a jump. (laughs) (laughs) tough job um, so yeah, I guess around this point we were sort of. Um, Katie had to go back home for a bit, around this is around seven months in. Katie had to go home for a bit for um, unplanned event unplanned reasons, and a very unplanned event. It was very unfortunate, but um, everyone turned out okay in the end, which is good. Um, but before that, we were driving, like I said, the Explorers Highway, Darwin all the way down to Adelaide. Some brilliant places along Uluru is very cool. Nearly forgot about Uluru. And Katachuta, which is the olgas. The um, I think that you can get a day pass for about $25 to Uluru. It's very, very nice. Absolutely. I had like a bit of a spiritual awakening now. You're just walking around this massive crate. You can see why, they, why the Aboriginal people really see this as a sacred site and why I was 100% on board when they banned people from climbing it. Yeah. A, it's dangerous. Don't fucking do it. <laughs> Beer is as someone's sacred site so why would you do it you know a lot of the arguments were you wouldn't see um, people climbing on churches which I instantly yeah. I probably would But that's, that's <laughs> yeah I mean I, kind of
0: feeling a bit awkward over here Friday night, three beers in, I always do that <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm straight on the bell tower just... <laughs> <laughs> they call me all hunchback they do <laughs> <laughs> hunchback of Swindon town yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I completely got why they didn't do it. But it is absolutely stunning, really worth visiting. The area itself is just, it, it's something that sticks out as a complete un, unique oddity in the whole landscape. There's nothing quite like it. And there's a lot of um, um, parts of it that are dedicated to telling the story of the Aboriginal people of the area as well. Lots of places like that in Australia, but the particular one I remember is in Uluru. Uh, Alice Springs does it as well, which is a town, 400k from from there, which is another beautiful place to stay. We stayed there for about a week and a half. Really, really nice. Alice Springs is cool. So yeah, after that, we we headed back down towards Melbourne. Katie got the uh, plane home and I just stuck into work for about six weeks. Got shipped back back out to Tasmania, like I said earlier. Um,
0: Not blimey, we really were jumping far ahead then. When when you when, yeah, yeah, at the okay. beginning the beginning when you said we're jumping ahead, I didn't right. realize we're jumping nine months.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we got, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, didn't plan that one as well as I should have. But uh, no, so it's fine. We were there anyway.
0: So you were there
1: anyway. Why not? Um, good way actually. The job I had is a good way to travel actually around Australia because they sent me play, like I said they sent me to Canberra. Uh, they sent me to Sydney for a couple of weeks to work as well. This is while Katie was away. And they sent me to um, Hobart for a few weeks to work in Tasmania. So a good way to get around, actually, is to get a job. If you want right. to get, get paid to get around as well, <laughs>
0: yeah, get a job that sends you places. And uh, it's worth mentioning you were doing uh, AV technician work. Yes. Which is audio visual. So you are you are the reason that... Well, half of people's enjoyment when they watch a show because you're doing the sound and, and the visual and the other half is the people's skill on the stage
1: <laughs> I'd like to see it that way
0: I don't think yeah. anybody else would
1: but yeah. I will see it that way I'm also someone who wants to be on the stage as well so. and if you round 50% up, that's 100% so uh, you're 100% <laughs> the reason people enjoy it. 50% of the time it works every time so you've
0: got to move around quite, quite a bit with the work and then, not too much time left when Katie
1: got back. Then, no, I think she was only gone for about six weeks. Okay. Um, and yeah, we stayed when, when she got back, we were only there for another maybe month. Stayed with a friend in Melbourne and tried to sell our van. Same way we got the van, we sold it on Gumtree to a lovely French couple. Did it who, start? I remember. It, yes, we made sure of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we. I think Brad and Lisa got lucky that we liked it from the off. We weren't sure that everybody else would. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so we sold it to a French couple. We had one last hurrah in it where we went out to uh, Kangaroo Valley and Nowra, which are the places in Victoria that we really enjoyed. Yeah. And that was it. We sold it and went travelling around Southeast Asia. Fantastic, fantastic. So, yeah. That was so. Over ten months in Australia, <laughs> condensed. Yeah, into
0: into the wait time from from the restaurant to the flight taking off in Heathrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I've, I've just at the back of that, I've got a question that's quite well timed, given where we ended it off you're buying an old camper van, you're living in it for 10 months. Did you get any issues that arose that meant you had to get to a, get to a shop and get either the battery replaced
1: or, uh, there was a leak you had something or the car broke down at all. Um, the car did break down once, but that was completely my fault. I left the lights on and the battery. Oh, so it was a battery related. That was, yeah, the battery died. Cause I left it on. That was my fault. Uh, other than that, the only, th- the only, um, <laughs> we, we managed to, this is funny, back in, um, just outside Alice Springs, between Alice and the LaRue, the only eventful thing that happened to it was when we had a mouse in our van for a okay. couple of days. It managed to get in, and <laughs> we didn't notice at the time, but we heard things scurrying around the van, and we were like, what, what is that? And then, <laughs> we, and then we noticed sort of crumbs would be missing from the floor,
0: you know, <laughs> <laughs> Because you live in such a feral environment, you're like, "I left a mess down there. <laughs> where is it?" That's where I kept my crumb.
1: <laughs> 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 but we um, we noticed that there would be like sort of bits that we'd intended to clean up would be slightly more clean the next morning than they were when we looked at it last. You know, so, and and obviously there was things scurrying around the van so we thought something's in the van, and the. F- The first night, we actually pedalled out the van because we thought it was a snake, just that something came across our minds, it must be a snake. Jumped out the van, stripped it of everything, took the bedding out. I lifted up the um, bench to see if there was a snake under it very carefully. I was Mm. particularly brave, I thought, (laughs) (laughs) opening up cupboards, trying to find whatever this was. We couldn't find a snake, but we still heard the scuttling. And I said, it's probably a mouse, but we couldn't find the mouse. We left a trap out for it, uh, and it took the trap, but we didn't trap it. So it took the bait rather, but we didn't trap it. So <laughs> that was good for us. <laughs> but yeah, because you don't really want to do that, do you? No, we well, no, we wanted to catch it. That was that was to make we wanted it out in the van, um, humanely, obviously. We set up human traps. Uh, we saw his little face once. Actually, it taunted us just as we were <laughs> trying to trap it. Because we decided uh, we, we were going to, we held a little box. You know, like in cartoons, you see a box with a stick and a string. Yeah, yeah. That is what we did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a little like lock and lock box. And with a little little string holding it up, a stick and a string holding it up. And then um, his little face sort of peering around the, the corner. We saw it and we were like, we were mid-conversation at this point, And suddenly this mouse peered out and we just shut up like froze dead, just staring at this thing. And it sort of snuck around a little bit. And then as quick as a flash, I didn't even have time to think to pull the string. It grabbed this biscuit that we were using as bait and bolted it. And I pulled the string and the thing came down. I was like, oh, did I get it? No, oh, little bastard. <laughs> I was going to say cheeky boy. <laughs> he, was, he, was on it. he was very quick.
0: I was impressed I with think that. he deserved a place on the camper van, to be honest. She should yeah. have given him a tiny little hat and a guitar. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We nearly got to that point because there was a couple of days that he was in the van, at least two nights. I can't... Him a wage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he got enough biscuits off first. I'm telling you. Yeah. But we managed. We did manage to trap him in the end in um, Katie's bag. It was a clever idea. The biscuits were in the bottom of the bag. He went into the bottom of the bag and we zipped up the bag. He couldn't get out.
0: Perfect.
1: And we drove into a nice little sort of quiet spot with some bushes. Where round the area, we thought we might have picked him up and just let him go again.
0: Oh, bless him.
1: So, yeah, that was, the, that was the only eventful thing that happened with the His van. worried family now rest <laughs> now resting
0: <laughs> that he's come back home. <laughs> Where did you
1: go? I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very nice people, though. kept feeding me. They <laughs> kept feeding me.
1: Really bad at mousetrap.
0: <laughs> so, delving a little bit deeper before we just get to some generic round-off questions... I know you personally, and, and I know how much you love that country, and how much you want to go back there. And I've always had a bit of a fascination as far as sort of identity goes. Um, you went as, you know, you're, you're half Irish, but you went definitely as a British person on in Australia. You fell in love with the country, and you were there for 10 months. Did you feel any part of you culturally change at all to... Did you start to identify yourself as, you know, unofficially Australian? Or, or what? did you still feel like a tourist there?
1: Or what were your thoughts behind that? Um, when you were working in the, the sort of job I was working in, you become indoctrinated very quickly. <laughs> uh, it, it, you're surrounded by... I was on construction sites, which are almost entirely Australian. Uh, and you are just surrounded by people with varying thickness of Australian accents and dialects saying a weird and beautiful array of Australian things. like I dropped my T's a lot now, just purely because of being there. I think. Didn't realise until someone told me when I got back. Like It's not called a city, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's... it's... <laughs> um, but I don't think... Uh, I would consider myself as someone who who became Australian outlaw. But I definitely... I definitely kind of associated with it more, you know, so I'm not saying I'm not British anymore. I'm still, I just dropped my tea again. Not saying I'm British <laughs> uh, and, and definitely while I was in Australia, when I was with those people, while I was using their lingo intermittently with my own, I did feel it. Yeah. You were immersed. Yeah. You can't help it. They're very welcoming, friendly people. They'll talk to you like they know you for years. Right. in almost every um, campsite we stopped at, some of the, they call them grey nomads, which are Australians who are retirement age, who just sort of travel the road for months at a time and then go back home for a bit, probably usually during the winter. When it's cold, they stay home. And when it's nice, they're all out on the bloody roads. <laughs> but they they all come up to you and talk to you like you're like kids, you know, oh wow yeah especially people like us who were english and they we had english as the first language they had english as the first language it's very easy to communicate yeah they, yeah they treat you like you're their own it's very very nice it's a beautiful place
0: so getting to australia what yep. was one particular thing that surprised you uh
1: i i didn't anticipate how long 20 hours was <laughs> uh, okay because <so, laughs> as much as it's easy to sort of you know you can tell yourself i'm if you we both went to uni if you go on assignment you and you'll stay up for 24 hours and you'll do it damn right but, <laughs> <laughs> ask me the. Com. Um, but when you're flying it is genuinely boring <laughs> As much as they try and spice up with like a film on the plane or, you know, some airlines, uh, Emirates in particular, is it Emirates? I can't remember. Some of them will have like little iPads you can play on and play games and, you know, track where the plane is in the sky, which is brilliant for about That's actually- an
0: hour. Research was done, that was actually the most commonly viewed screen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it was on Virgin Plains maybe. they they said what is what do people watch most of the time? And it was the plane. <laughs> yeah,
1: the plane is. Yeah. Are we any closer? And I'm one of them. Yeah, no, me too. I'm just like, where is it now? Oh, it's still I've a smooth inch. I can nearly see you. The good I suppose the good thing about the Australian bit is the first leg of it is uh, mostly over land mm. so you can sort of see where it's going like, oh that's that's tra- Oh, I, oh that's a little bit further we're nearly in India now <laughs> the last bit which is torturous is <laughs> the flight Abu Dhabi to Melbourne where it's mostly ocean and you're like I don't know how far we've come I don't know where that is anymore
0: because I guess Except you'd follow get- you'd go to the Indian peninsula and then you'd because ideally you want to follow along land right? But uh, most of that is ocean still.
1: A lot of it. The Indian Ocean is bigger than you think.
0: It oh, might... wow, So you probably just went the ocean route. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, Christ.
1: Yeah. It's just blue, that screen. Sorry blue. for for, blue. for
0: people listening who aren't in my room. I, I'm just looking <laughs> at the map at the moment, which is why I was oddly in quiet thought.
1: And for people listening who are in your room.
0: Not... <laughs> why? <laughs> I could join in.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway. yeah, I guess um, that's probably the worst part of the the flying.
0: So we could we could maybe find a useful tip in this one too. Uh, uh, what was one thing that you would do differently if you went it again? Um, if anything, you may, you may have
1: aced it. I don't know about that. Uh, I. I think we had a lot of circumstantial issues that meant there was bits we couldn't do. So we didn't manage to do Western Australia at all. We did everything. But mm. so I think if I could do it again, which I'm planning on hopefully one day, love to go back out
0: there.
1: Mm. Uh, we would do Western Australia, go to rottenest Island, see some quokkas. Nice. That'd be, <laughs> lovely yeah, little animals. <laughs> lovely little Smiley face, little creatures. Yeah. <laughs> that would be one
0: thing I love to do last question and i think i think this might be the hardest one for you and don't just say the whole thing (laughs) (laughs) if you could relive one moment which moment would that be
1: wow um ah jesus what was the best name it's that is the million dollar question has anyone we' given you an answer yeah, but no one I've interviewed yet
0: has done ten months in a location <laughs> <laughs> i mean i will give you three if you want okay um and if you're still struggling then i I'll I'll, I'll I'll we can we can give like a clause that says they're not necessarily the best, they're just the ones that come to mind
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but try three first
1: oh, d- definitely um the cassowary has to be up there, okay. Etty Bay around that sort of area in central Queensland. Absolutely amazing thing to see. Um, oh, God, what else? Uh, Kangaroo Valley. We did it twice, so it must. Well, we did it more than twice, actually. We did it a few times. So I, I'll definitely go back there. And, God, what else?
0: I'll let you include Tasmania as, as one. Okay. Um, yeah, okay, then Tasmania. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I'll let you include the entire massive area as, as one particular moment.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Only because so I know how much you loved it.
1: Yeah, it was, it was
0: brilliant. Well, listen, Ali, thank you so much for condensing a large part of your life. into an hour and a half. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for coming on the show. So a fantastic episode. I really, really enjoyed doing that one with Ali. And the first of the Home is Where You Park It series. If you have done something like this, then please do get in touch if you'd like to come on the show and have a chat about it going through your itinerary. We'll try and fit however long you are out there for into the time we have on this podcast. But otherwise... If you would like to follow me on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, that it will be B T M Pod. Or if you'd like to come on the show otherwise or have any questions, then email me on btmtravelpod at gmail.com. Some exciting episodes coming up, but otherwise, thank you very much for listening.